Welcome to Grace Notes. The book of Jonah is a book about God's provision. It was evidenced when he sent a great wind on the sea to get the rebellious prophet back on the right track, and again when he prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah and safely deliver him onto dry land. God also provided salvation for the sailors who prayed to him for help and the heathen Ninevites who repented. On our program today, we'll conclude our study of the book of Jonah and once again see God's provision as he teaches Jonah an object lesson about his mercy. God's first command to Jonah was to preach against the city of Nineveh because of their wickedness. But when the call came the second time, the command changed a bit to preach unto it the message I will give you. The message Jonah proclaimed was, Forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. It's not certain if there was more to the message, but as usual, God provided an escape clause, so to speak, and spared the people when they repented. Was Jonah happy about their change of heart? Let's read the text, which tells the story so well. Jonah chapter 4 reads, Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. He prayed to the Lord, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. The Lord responded, Have you any right to be angry? Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. Then he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, It would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Do you have any right to be angry about the vine? Jonah said, I do. I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? God provided a vine, a worm, and a scorching wind to teach Jonah a greater principle, that he is not just a God of the Israelites. They do not have exclusive rights to salvation. Though the Israelites were chosen to preserve God's word throughout the years, they were also called, according to Genesis 22:18, to be a blessing to all nations by sharing God's word. Jonah seemed to have forgotten that. He was more concerned with his discomfort than people's souls. Jonah had forgotten or never quite realized that he, too, had already been the unworthy object of God's mercy. Maybe we've not realized it either. How do we feel about our enemies? The only enemy I can ever remember having was my last boss. He gave me such a hard time my entire career at that company. In an effort not to hate him, I prayed for him daily. I learned that you can't hate someone you pray for. I'd tried to witness to him of Christ, but he always cut me short. It was my last day there. I was getting ready for my exit interview with him. He said he would give me ten minutes of uninterrupted time to tell him how I would have run the department. 
I realized that this was my last opportunity to deliver the entire gospel message. Oh, but I debated for a moment as to whether I wanted him to know the way after the way he had treated me. Thank God I did tell him. And while I don't know if he ever received Christ, his attitude toward me changed dramatically after that. And he even hired me later on as a contractor. Romans 12.20 says that we're to feed our enemy if he is hungry and give him something to drink if he is thirsty. Jesus did that for Judas, even when he knew he would betray him. Matthew 5.44 says, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Oh, that's a hard bill to fill. But Jesus did that for us on the cross as he paid the penalty for our transgression against God. God's statement to Jonah that he had compassion on people who could not tell their right hand from their left was very much like what Jesus said as he hung on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Oh, that we might pray this prayer. When I'm having a hard time forgiving someone, help me, Lord, to remember all the times you've forgiven me. Jesus could have walked on by the cross, but he didn't. And how glad I am that he changed me from his enemy to his friend through his mercy.
poor attitude reflected his unchanged heart. He would rather die than be the instrument through which Israel's chief enemy was spared. He was saved to do a job, but he wouldn't receive the joy and blessing he could have felt in seeing people changed through his work. I believe God spared his life because he had chosen him as the prophet for that time, and he wanted the Ninevites to have a chance to repent. But you'll not find Jonah's name mentioned again after this episode. The story ends here. God's final question, should I not be concerned about that great city, waits to be answered by all who read the book, who dare to see themselves as Jonah and to complete Jonah's story in their own journeys through life. Like Jonah, each of us is a prophet, one who speaks for another. Second Corinthians 5.20 says, We are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making his appeal through us. There may be an enemy in your life that God has placed there for you to lead to Christ. I end now with a song I wrote as a challenge to myself and to all who claim the name of Jesus Christ. To go and tell, repent, or be destroyed That the Ninevites were enemies Their conduct was no good So Jonah fled and took a trip To the other side of town Thought he'd have a whale of a time And bring the whole house down But instead of partying and fun The way he thought it would be pray you've been blessed by this program. If so, please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or contact us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise. Praise.